All right, here we go. Episode 58 of Nothing to Say, the fans podcast. And football is back, ladies and gentlemen. Football is back. But before we get into anything, obviously, we'll start the show like we always do. Sam, recap of your week. Um, it was good, man. I'll, I'll got to keep it real short because we got a lot of things going on. I'm really yeah. excited for what we're doing. But um, it was uh, the chance to dog sit and house sit for uh, your family this weekend, which is really cool. Your dog is uh, – he's one of the, probably the smartest animals I've ever been in, in contact with. <laughs> Why is Just that? Because like, like, he knows when he wants a drink, he'll walk to the door. And then he'll simply go get a drink, right? So you know, like you know, you understand what he wants at all times. It feels like you don't really get that with a lot of other animals. So, no, he's definitely, uh, he's definitely expressive. My dog's old, and I tell you what, he was, he was downstairs, and I was sitting on the couch today after we got back home from camping, and I'm sitting on the couch and, I, and I'm listening to him whine, and I'm like, oh man, I know why he's whining because. My parents were upstairs, so I was like, Chris, just go upstairs. Yeah. And he was like, all right. So he got up, got about halfway up the stairs, and then was like, nah, it's not worth it. And then he turned around and came back downstairs. Like, don't get me wrong. He was, um, it was challenging. No, I wouldn't say challenging, but it was, like, it was interesting at times because I would let him out. And he does this thing where he goes to the, the glass door, right? And he either wants to go potty or go literally lay out in the sun on the concrete yeah. in 108 weather with smoke. And he's a got black fur, so. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and he does this like pretty much every 10 minutes, it seemed like. I was sitting on the couch and he would just like want to go out. Yeah, it gets annoying every once in a while. Um, sometimes he'll just... Um, he, I mean, he, he gets, I don't know, he gets into these weird habits where he wants in and out and in and out and in and out, but, uh, he is a, he's a very smart dog. Um, I'd say, I'd say that the funniest thing about him that's ever, that, or one of the funniest thing about him is that I remember at least two or three tr- times we've accidentally left the gate to the backyard open. We've been gone for a couple hours and the two, three times that we've done that, he's been sitting in our front, lo- front yard, just like. Dude, where'd you guys go? (laughs) He won't leave. Like, he just, even even as a puppy, like, he just, he knew where home was. And he was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm going to stay here. I, (laughs) these people like me. They feed me food. They walk me. And I'm just going to stay here. I felt bad for him because he would, he would lay there on his bed and he would just, uh, tilt his neck over and just look over at the door, like, waiting for, for you guys to get back and I was just like oh Chris I'm so sorry <laughs> like you just you like dogs I feel like don't have that understanding of like why we leave as owners you know yeah um but yeah it was I'm glad you had fun I'm glad the house wasn't set on fire um I'm Close. glad yeah <laughs> yeah I'm uh, I'm glad uh I'm glad Chris was easy to deal with we went uh we went camping over the weekend and it was a lot of fun um I don't know why. I mean, it was super hot down in uh, down in Roseville, in Sacramento, but it wasn't that bad up in Nevada City. So, oh good. Um, was it was it pretty busy that? So we went to the Forty Nine Bridge on Sunday, mm-hmm. and you know how there's parking 
uh, along the highway before you get to the parking lot. And then if you miss the parking lot and you can keep going up the highway and there's parking as well, it was totally full um, when we got there at like 10, which obviously if you want to get there before the rush, you got to get there at like eight or nine. But um, by the time we left, I mean, it was, it was the one of the, it was the busiest I had ever seen the bridge. Um, and I think it's funny because the lar- the bulk of everybody, I'd say like 90% of people hang out right at the bridge. And while there's a bunch of cool stuff in little like, like just natural features in the rocks and the river right at the bridge. The coolest parts in my opinion are upriver and that's where we go and upriver. It wasn't busy at all. Um, but right at the bridge, it was, it was extremely packed. We didn't hang out down by the, the bridge. We never do. We always go up river, but, and then we went to leech beach the day before that. Um, did you guys get any leeches? No, actually Brie got leeches at the 49 bridge. Um, oh man. Yeah. So we, so backstory, Sam and I, we call this place leech beach somewhere on the South Yuba river because we were sort of like body sliding some rapids and we hit this one portion of the river where we just landed in a bunch of moss and we stood up and we all had, we had like 30 leeches on us both. Um, and we just were like, like monkeys picking the leeches off of ourselves. It was, it was crazy. Um, it was pretty gross. <laughs> yeah, it was, good. it was interesting. Uh, interesting to to stand up and and see a bunch of uh, leeches on yourself if you've never had that experience before. Um, so they weren't like huge or anything, but they were definitely there. Um, so yeah, the campground wasn't super busy. If it was super busy, it didn't feel super busy. Um, so Bree enjoyed it. That was her first time uh, going to Harmony Ridge. So it was a good. It was a good trip. Well, that's awesome, man. I. I... I'm glad I wasn't. Well, invited. I'll tell you That's what, we're right. honestly, we're thinking about going back in October and we're trying and the thought is maybe get another 10 site and then, uh, I won't be able to go in October. Oh, wow. Well, you know, I was trying. So, <laughs> Hey, you've been more than anybody. So let's just, just be happy with that. <laughs> Something tells me that, um, I might get lapped. Well, I don't know. Maybe if Oregon switches to all online, which might be a possibility. Dude, yeah, it's actually a high yeah, early. So, um, all right, so let's get right into this. We the large majority of this show is going to be about football, um, but we do need to cover the NBA playoffs real quick. Uh, just do a quick recap. Um, and I think the biggest surprise so far for me of this of the conference finals, and I know we've talked about the beginning of the conference finals, but we're sort of in the this the semifinals. Yeah, this the conference finals. Mm, yeah, playoff round one, then the conference finals. There's, what we don't need to argue about this, but it's the semi. It's the semi. Yeah, the conference, the conference semifinals. Sorry, did I have? I was saying conference finals. My bad. I meant conference semifinals. I was looking <laughs> at it right in front of me, and I kept pushing. I had it in my head and was saying it wrong. Whatever, doesn't matter. Let's just move steadily. Doesn't on. matter. It's all good. It was the Bucks were up um, in uh, in game three at the beginning, but the Heat three zero three zero they started three zero on the Buck on the uh, yeah three zero on the Bucks. I am I've got so much in front of me. This is rid- yeah, dude. Okay? I've got literally like seven tabs open. I'm reading stuff about football and basketball. I apologize, everybody. I've got hundreds of numbers in front of me, but 
the biggest surprise for me so far is was the Heat um, going up 3-0. Now, obviously, it's 3-1 right now, but mm-hmm. – and I know you and I had talked about this. If the Bucks came out lackluster, then the Heat were going to catch them by surprise, but I didn't think it was going to last three games. Mm-hmm. So – and then Giannis gets hurt in game four, and then the Bucks end up winning in overtime 118-115. to Now, I don't know what the status of Giannis is currently – um, but I guess we'll find out, you know, when this podcast gets released on Tuesday, we'll find out tomorrow. Do you think the Heat are going to win this series? Oh, I mean, they get four cracks at being in Milwaukee. So just statistically, you would say, of course, and they've been by far the better team. Milwaukee's only one win was in overtime mm-hmm. and they got great game from Chris Milton, who, if Chris Middleton has been playing like he has in this series, Milwaukee would, might have to ship their team out of town. That's how bad it would be. That bad of an embarrassment. Yeah, so Chris Middleton in game four had 36 points, eight assists, and eight rebounds. Yeah, and who says uh, Giannis doesn't have help or doesn't have a good co-star? Chris Middleton is a poor man. He really is. Grand. And – the guy can score in yeah. this league. And, you know, Brooke Lopez is not uh, – I mean, he's not like a top, like, 10 player in the league or anything, but he's – you could do way worse than uh, Brooke Lopez, and you could do way worse than Eric Bledsoe, too, as your point guard. Uh, Wesley Matthews has been a good guard in the league for a long time. So is George Hill. Um, he's got some good good players around him. He doesn't have, like – it's not like Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant or Clay and Steph, but still – He's got some really. He's got a really good supporting cast around him. He's kind of got what Jimmy Butler has—a really good supporting cast. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we both agree that Milwaukee's gonna lose this series. It's just a. I, I'm, I'm sort of feeling that. Yeah, I would be surprised if the Heat don't. With, with the way that they've been playing, I'd be surprised if they don't yep. close it out. The Heat look like the most mentally tough team in the NBA. They, yeah, just winning close game after close game against a really talented Milwaukee team that takes a lot of guts, good coaching. Which Eric Spoelstra has been getting a lot of credit mm-hmm. because of this series, which is just awesome to see. And where does Giannis go after this? That'll be the big if. And yeah, that's the biggest question going into this offseason because this is a disappointing finish for Milwaukee. They have looked. Out of sorts, maybe the the uh, the layoff of before the bubble really affected Milwaukee, and it seems like it has because they haven't played up to form what they were playing no. as one of the best, if not the best teams in the NBA during the regular season. But again, this just adds to the narrative of Giannis that he can't play as well in the postseason as he did in the regular mm-hmm. season. Which is something that James James Harden has been dealing with for a long time. And game one for Houston, they come out and they beat the Lakers pretty easily. It was one twelve to ninety seven, and then they lost a close game against the Lakers. Are you surprised that the Rockets and Lakers series has been as close as it has been? Um, no, I'm surprised that the last game was so close because the Lakers it seemed like figured something out. They put Markeith Morris at the five. They took out, they went small, small. So they had Markeith Morris at the five. They had LeBron at the four and then just shooters all around. Right. And that put them up 
they were up like what forty two to twenty one after the first quarter or something like like they were rolling against Houston. It's a little disturbing to see that Houston was able to get back into it and even get the lead. I think as as late in the third quarter from LA. Um, but I think the Lakers just figured something out with that last game. And it's, if you're a Houston fan, you're a little silver lining is, I think that's the best we've seen the Lakers play so far in that last game because Houston didn't play bad and the Lakers are just answering everything that Houston Mm -hmm. was doing. But Houston needs more from Russell Westbrook, who's, been a roller coaster ride this whole playoff, so it seems like he's gonna have a great game three. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like he was a walking turnover. He was uh he was four for fifteen. That'll get it done. <laughs> um the where was it? Where was the stat that I had? Oh yes, yeah, so you were talking about uh the Lakers in the first quarter. The final score of the first quarter was 36 to 20. They split the second quarter. There was 31 to 31. So the Lakers had a, a, a 16 point lead heading into halftime. And then it was the third quarter where the Rockets um, outscored the Lakers 41 to 23. Um, and then it was the fourth quarter where the Lakers, they outscored the Rockets by 10. It was 27 to 17. Now I didn't catch much of this game over the weekend. Cause obviously I was camping. Um, but you know, I think I'm not necessarily surprised that the series is one to one because the Rockets are a good team. I'm surprised at how competitive it's been. Necess- and I know that's hard to say because, you know, a one one split, you go, well, of course it's competitive because it's one to one. But what I mean by that is I'm, I wasn't ever going to be surprised if the Rockets squeaked out a game or two. I mean, I expect the Lakers to win this series, and I would have said that they were going to win it in, like, six, maybe even five. But they beat the Lakers very handedly, very handedly in the first. um, It almost, actually, to me, it almost feels like the roles should be reversed. It almost feels like the Lakers should have won 112-97 in the first game and then barely lost the second game. And instead, it was the Rockets who won very handedly in the first game, and then barely lost the second game. You kind of get what I'm saying? Um, I mean, a win's a win in the NBA, and any team can go out and have a great shooting night, especially a team like Houston who puts up 63s a game. So there's really, I mean, no shoulds, I feel like, in this series. If you get a win as the Lakers, if you average uh, winning by three points every game, but you get out of this series alive, I think you for sure take that. Mm-hmm. And I think this series, like, like I said, um, I think it was the was it the last episode when we were picking who we wanted to see between OKC and Houston. Uh, I think so, yeah. So I think this this series is going. I think what I sort of touched on in that episode is where this is just a chess match right here, because the Lakers have shown that their lineup is so versatile. Now that they have Rondo back, who's looking like a real floor general. And to add credence to that, he had uh, 10 points, 9 assists, and 3 rebounds in 29 minutes. Very Mm -hmm. efficient. (laughs) And it's just, like, what is Frank Vogel and, um, the hell is his name? Mike (laughs) D'Antoni going to do to combat each other? Because I feel like Houston's got this trick, right? It's this magic trick. 
that it looks great. It looks amazing the first couple times, but once you see it and you know how it works, it loses that mm-hmm. magic. And I, I know the Lakers have the, they have more tricks up their sleeve, right. if you will, because they can throw out, they didn't even need to have AD as a big part in this game because they're just that small ball offense was working so well for the Lakers. Right. And they can, I mean, and they can match Houston with that, with that small ball um, in a way. Um, they just can't match. No, their I don't think any team can match their shooting. If the Rockets are on, then, you know, the next team that you would look to would be golden state to keep, keep pace with them, but they're not in the playoffs. So um, I would say, the least surprising of these um, semifinals right now would be the Clippers and the Nuggets in the sense that I would have expected this series to be one-to-one right after the two games, in my opinion. But, yeah, we I guess we expect that, but not the in the fashion that each game happened because each game was blowouts. Well, I mean, kind of. So the first game was 120-97, to and the Nuggets won – um, 110 to 101 in game two. And you say blowout because the first quarter, they were up, they were, it up was 40. Like, yeah, it was 44. Yeah, it was 44 to 25, um, heading into the, the second quarter. So at the end of the first quarter, so the Nuggets opened up a big lead at the beginning and then never really, it never really got close. So the score's a bit deceiving. Um, it wasn't a blowout per se, but it wasn't close. But it, those two games, just we have no idea what to think now. Are we going to see a close game? Because we thought after game one, oh, Denver's tired. They just went through went to seven games with Utah. And then they come out and answer in game mm-hmm. two. So what is what is going to happen in game three? Tonight? Well, as it stands right now, it is 33-30. to 30, And the Clippers are okay. up by three in the first quarter. So it's a pretty even match right through game three. Um and speaking of an even match, it was it was two to two for the Raptors and the Celtics. It was. But then the Celtics came out and just spanked the Raptors as the game ended literally just a couple minutes ago um, of filming this podcast. The first quarter, the first quarter, it was twenty five to eleven. The Celtics over the Raptors. There was a point I remember looking at the scoreboard. There was three minutes left in the first quarter, and the Raptors had scored five points. What was the score of the um, – here, I can actually just look it up. Of their game before their game four. Oh, it was close. It was close. One, 193, and the Celtics just look like the better team in this series by far. I know it's easy to say because they're 3-2 up, but they easily could have won game three if they guarded that last play on the inbounds. Mm-hmm. And they could have won, and any team could win or or should win or whatever. But what I'm saying is the Celtics have played well enough to win each of these games, and game four just came down to they couldn't hit a three to save their life. I think Jalen Brown probably went for, I don't know, one for ten, it seemed like, alone. They were game seven for 35. They were 20%. Oh, so. That's the game right there. It's just mm-hmm. right there. And so in game five, the Celtics came out and were much more efficient from the three-point line. They were 10 for 30. Now that's 33%. But from threes, I mean, I would feel like 
from a team you want to be at least shooting 33% from the three-point line, which and that was a 13% increase from their last game. So it was drastic. Now, they also shot 50% from the field. So there was that as well. Plus, they out-rebounded mm-hmm. the Raptors 43-30. to 30, um, And they didn't commit as many turnovers either. Now, it was only 10-12. to 12. The Celtics had 10 turnovers and the Raptors had 12. But still, I think... Does, does this series get to a game seven? No, I don't think so. I think Boston closes it out. Um, no. And I think another drastic thing for this game as well, the Raptors were 9 for 11 from the free throw line. They only shot 11 free throws. The Celtics shot 27 free throws, and they were 24 for 27. So they got to the line much better. Not only did they get to the line more, but they also shot better from the three-point line uh, compared to their last game. So I think they close out this uh, this this series in, in game six. I, um, I don't – I mean – you could say that the Raptors might be desperate and they're going to, I mean, might be, they are going to be desperate. They're going to throw all of their tricks out at Boston. But I mean, like Sam said, Boston's just been the better team, even though it, it was two to two, they did lose one game on a one inbounds pass pretty much. So had that not had happened, the series would be over already. So I, I, I do believe that the Celtics are going to close it out. Uh, I don't see any yeah. reason why they wouldn't, um, and they'll be right on the way to the NBA Finals. Mm, yeah. Ooh, that'd be interesting. So I, Ooh. I, so bold prediction. So you, so we already said that we think the Heat are going to go through. So you think that the Celtics are going to beat the Heat then? Uh, I would think so. They just, again, they just have too much firepower, and they have so many bodies to throw at Jimmy Butler. Like, let Jalen Brown on him for the first half. He might get in foul trouble. Then put Jason Tatum on him. Then put Marcus Smart on him. Mm-hmm. It's like just one after – it's just a, a line. Yeah, you just keep going. But then you'd say, well, you know, Milwaukee's got the defensive player of the year on their team. It's like, well – But he's too scared to guard Jimmy Butler and uh, – Apparently, time. so <laughs> – I don't want to say that. There's way too much yeah, into that that he's scared of Jimmy Butler. There's no, no way. Um, so there's your uh, little playoff recap right now. Uh, next week will be interesting to see where we stand – uh, in the current playoffs right now, but but we have other things to talk now about. We, the we have other stuff. things to talk about at the moment because the NFL is back. The NFL is back, ladies and gentlemen, and I couldn't be more excited. I couldn't be more excited. And I think the reason why I think I and so many other people are so excited is because there was a potential that the season wouldn't happen. You know, and I know that there was never really a doubt for the NFL because they've been. Obviously, the NFL starts in September. They start later on in the year. And we were dealing with the big, gigantic rush of COVID right at the beginning of the year. And obviously, we're still in the middle of that. But still, there was always that thought in the back of everybody's head that, well, maybe the NFL season wasn't going to happen this year. But looks like it's going to go off without a hitch. And that starts literally this Thursday. Literally this Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be watching football. Game one is the Houston Texans versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, it's going to look a little different. Aren't going to be any fans, but still going to be football. There's still going to be football. They're going to be pumping so much crowd noise in there. You won't Exactly. Care. Exactly. <laughs> It'll be louder than normal. <laughs> Especially in Arrowhead. They'll be like, well, I mean, our fans are loud anyway, so we should be able to bump it up. Two exactly. More Let's like, we already set the record for the loudest stadium. Let's just break it again um 
That'd be right. <laughs> um, did you see their Super Bowl rings, by the way? Oh, I glanced at Oh, they're at gorgeous. Them. Um, I didn't. I didn't look at. I mean, every Super Bowl. Oh yeah, just right. the detail that went into it is amazing. They're go- That'd be cool to oh, have. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe you and I should just like go in on a Super Bowl ring. We'll just buy one. Well, I want to. I want to personalize. Ah, uh-huh. well, can't help you there. Um. All right. So, how do you want to do this? Because the beginning. The beginning stages of this show, when we were in like episode like one through five, we were focusing a ton on the NFL, and I feel like we're, you know, we did our one year anniversary, but I feel like this is almost like you said our one year anniversary because now we're back to the beginning of football. This was, I think, the first what we did in the first episode. Yeah, I feel like I could be wrong, but I or did we do NBA? I think we did both. Wow, we were pulsing. Yeah, we were really going for it. <laughs> I think I think we should do picks. Picks first. Yeah. All right. Picks first. Let's go to the weekly schedule. And man, I'm so happy to be doing this again. All right, here we go. Thursday. Well, well, for for those oh who goodness. haven't heard what we're doing, we do picks. We pick games like the winner of each game that happened this weekend, and whoever gets the the more correct earns a win for that week and then me and Jason just go back and forth for 17 weeks and see who comes out on top who's the smarter football mm-hmm. knowledge last year last year I took the uh, I took the the victory last year I had more picks uh, more weekend correct picks um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, see how this year unfolds because there was a lot of change in the NFL <laughs> during uh, the offseason yeah. the NFL is drastically different in a lot of in a lot of places uh, compared to last season. So we'll get right into this and uh, we'll see after 17 weeks where we stand. So game one, game one, Thursday night at 520 on 910, September 10th, Kansas City Chiefs versus Houston, Texas. I can't say really say home crowd advantage. It's more just home field, home turf advantage. They get to sleep in their exactly. own beds. Advantage. Home, yeah, we'll say home house advantage, house home, <laughs> even though that's the same it's thing. Kansas City for me. I for agree. Sure, I agree. Game. I don't think there's any question about that one. Next, we move on to the New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Buffalo. I take that one as well. Um, the Eagles versus the Washington football team. <laughs> The, the Eagles. <laughs> it's so weird to say. Uh, um, it's on my screen. It says that uh, Philadelphia is playing Washington. And it's like, Washington yeah, what? Just, no, the, the, the football. The football. The football. <laughs> yeah. Don't yeah. you know? Aren't you going to the football you've, team? You've heard of them, right? You know the football team is playing tonight. They should just keep it as that. It can just be Washington. <laughs> nah, well, whatever. Um, sorry. So... I say the first interesting game of the weekend minus the Texans and the Chiefs because I feel like that's going to be a good game, but I still feel like the Chiefs are going to win. Really evenly matched, I think, the Packers and the Vikings. Um, I'm going to go Green Bay. I went Green Bay as well. Minnesota lost a big chunk of their defense. I, If I remember reading correctly, they lost like half of their defensive starters, um, which was gigantic. For that team, because their defense and they let Stefan Diggs, yeah, and too. they got rid of Diggs. So I'm going to say the, the Packers as well. Let's go uh, Browns Ravens. I feel like that's pretty straightforward. 
Uh, yep. All right. So Colts Jaguars. Uh, Colts. Got them too. Raiders Panthers. Don't do it to me, buddy. Come on. Uh, yes. Raiders. The first the first win in the Las Vegas first, era. Oh man, you know what's gonna suck when they have their first home game and there are no stand, no fans in their uh, stadium. The first home game. Would you go? Would you go to a game? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. I was gonna go. Would you? Would you have gone this? Yeah. Because you guys have gone every. Year, yeah. So right? get this. So I've wanted to watch Drew Brees play in person, and the mm-hmm. Saints play in Las Vegas this year. So I was gonna go. As, well, you can just go to New Orleans. And I, I mean, I wanted. Time. So honestly, that has been the one thing that I, even more so than watching Drew play against the Raiders, I've wanted to go watch Drew in New Orleans. And I, yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get to do that, which is really heartbreaking. Nah, it's okay. It's okay. It, getting him, getting a chance to watch him play against the Raiders will be cool. Um, all right, so Bears Lions. That's a tough one. I think they're two pretty evenly matched teams. I'm going to go Chicago. Oh, so there's our first difference. I went Lions. Lions, uh, interesting note on the Lions. They just signed Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Okay. Um, just uh, – I don't, I don't think he makes it – he's probably a second string or third string back on that team. Uh, well, I was just an interesting, uh, interesting development. Um, it'll be, I know – oh, God, what is the Lions running back's name? I can't remember his name. Carry on Johnson, isn't it? Uh, what was his name? Why? Give me a second. Because so he got put on um, their running back got put on IR, which I think is one of the reasons. Oh, Bo Scarborough um, got put on uh, the injury reserve list. I think right uh, now. Uh, was Scarborough starting? I think he was splitting first team reps. Um, I don't know if they have necessarily a starting running back. They have like a couple rotating. So. Um, all right, so there's our first difference. I went Lions. So let's go Seattle and the Falcons. That's an interesting That's one another well. interesting uh, matchup. That's two very good teams. Oh, man. Either – it could really go either way. I'm going to go Seattle out of respect that Russell Wilson will pull out a close The game. NFC West is just um, – I'd say the NFC West and the NFC South are probably the two best divisions in the league currently. Um, and so I feel like anytime any teams from those two divisions match up against each other, it's going to be tight. I went Seattle as well. Um, and, you know, the Falcons last year, I know they were 9-7. They were 9-7. and seven. I know they started off horribly, but you got to remember that Matt Ryan was out for the beginning of that season. And then when he came back, they rattled off, like, a ton of wins um, yeah. the rest of that season. So. I could see Atlanta waking up and playing well. It's just their defense, I think, is a little lackluster. Yeah. So I'm going to go with Seattle on that one as well. Patriots and the Dolphins. Uh, Pats. I agree, and I think the Patriots are – you could argue, at least in my opinion, that they're maybe the most interesting team in the league right now, just in the sense of eh, – Tampa Bay has probably got him in headlines. Potentially, but I think – at least for me, I'm really curious to see, and this is just personal, I'm really curious to see how it all plays out with Cam. Because I was telling Sam before this, if somebody, fast forward to February, if somebody said, oh yeah, the the Patriots went 
you know, four and twelve. They had a they had a down year, sort of a rebuilding year. I'd be like, okay, well, yeah, that makes sense. But then at the same time, if somebody said they went twelve and four, I'd be like, okay, well, you know, they had a phenomenal defense last year. Cam Newton's twelve and four would be amazing. For it this would roster. be. It would be. Um, their defense was phenomenal last year. Obviously, they don't really have any names on offense, but they've been able to make that work in the past. So um, I'd be like, okay, well, Bill Belichick pulled it out again. Um, if Bill Belichick gets this team to the playoffs. He deserves all oh, the yeah. credit of oh, all the yeah. Super Bowls. They have what? They're missing seven, seven or eight defensive starters from last mm-hmm. season. It's like just Steph, uh, Stephen Gilmore and the McCourty brothers are like the only guys yeah. left. It seems. Like. Yeah, yeah. And then they're missing Tom. Yeah. Which it's- is a huge piece to miss, but still. Well, Cam Newton, from what everything I've been hearing, well, Bill Belichick is just <laughs> filling. Cam oh, he's gassing him up. It is just amazing <laughs> to hear Bill Belichick talk so highly of a quarterback. <laughs> when he had, like, maybe the best I of know. all time, he didn't say anything <laughs> about Alex. Um I'm sitting on a workout bench, and it just, like, went down a level because I oh, nice. it up a little bit. It's good. Shakes there you go. Out of me. But Cam looks good. He does. Too. And he's healthy yeah. finally. This guy's Um, So I agree, though. Patriots, I think they're going to easily take care of the Dolphins. And then 49ers and the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. 49ers, man. I, Just move on. It's all good. Um, that division yeah. is going to be interesting. I was reading somewhere on uh, – looking at – it was uh, on CBS Sports. And they were doing bold predictions for each division, right? And the bold mm-hmm. prediction for the NFC West is all four teams finish at or above 500. I don't even know if that's physically possible for them to do that. Well, I mean, if I mean, I mean, I'm assuming yes, it's possible, but like a lot of things would have to happen for. I don't think Arizona's there yet. I don't think they're there yet either. It was an interesting idea, though, because that division's good. <laughs> If the Rams rebound, the division will be soundly the Oh, best. yeah. Like, without question. Um, but I agree, 49ers there as well. Bengals-Chargers get our first chance to see Joe Burrow. Uh, Chargers. And as well. So, we get to see Tom Brady and Drew Brees twice a year, and we get it first week. Saints against the Bucks. I think New Orleans takes this because... Their system hasn't changed in the last 10 years. Sean Payton, Drew Brees, they know exactly what they're doing. I think there's definitely got to be a growing – there's got to be some growing pains with Tom and Tampa Bay just getting used to a new system. He's played under one type of offense, it seems like, for the last 20 yeah. years. There's got to be – like, there's no preseason. There's a limited training camp. It's just natural that they might come out flat in this first game. You got to take the more experienced and more, I guess, uh, together. Well, and everything that you everything that you hear and everything that you see is the New Orleans Saints are from top to bottom. They have the best roster. Like, uh, some people say, yeah, that. like, like you wouldn't hear it on this side of the conversation, but yeah, some people <laughs> say that. Um. Just top to bottom, like the best roster they have. An, they have intern. Like you look at, you actually look at Tampa Bay and you go, oh, "Good lord, they have a lot of firepower and offense." weren't 
wasn't New Orleans trying to get um, Clowney? For a little bit, I believe, yeah. And the NFL denied it. Wasn't, weren't they the team? I think they peeked at him, but I don't... No, that someone tried to trade, sign and trade for <laughs> him, and the NFL denied it. I thought it was... Bless hey. I thought it was uh, New Orleans, and then he ended up signing with uh, the Titans. Mm. I don't where if they got Clowney, holy cow. that would have made an already good defense scary. Oh, yeah, Cam Jordan and Clowney, good night. Jimmy G would fucking piss yeah, he would. He would. Um, and I agree. I feel like it'd be. I feel like it's fair to expect growing pains from Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. I I don't see. I mean, obviously, you can make it work, and obviously it's Tom Brady, so you like to give them the benefit of the doubt. But I feel like it's. Like, human nature to just have a little bit of growing pains, you know? Just a little yeah. bit. Maybe it only lasts one week. But to have growing pains against the New Orleans Saints is going to... It's on the road. Yeah. I mean, it's in... It's going to cost you, like so. It's going to be fun. Fun to see Tom and... Yeah, Tom. it'll be so weird seeing him in a different jersey. But um, All right, so Cowboys-Rams. It's a tough one, too. I, I don't know what Dallas team is going to show up. I got the Cowboys on this one. And ESPN right now, according to their FBI, have the Cowboys as the um, as the number five chance of winning the Super Bowl right now, percentage-wise. Out of every team in the league. Yeah. I mean, we've their talent's been talked about for mm-hmm. years their roster's loaded um oh man, i'm gonna take rams all right then we split on that one so we gotta split on one of the monday nights yeah we do all right so that leaves <clears throat> the steelers and the giants and the titans and the broncos i'm gonna take pittsburgh i'm gonna take pittsburgh too and I'm going to take oh, the Tennessee hype. It's Oh, it pains me. I'm going to I'm going to take Denver in the Mile High City. Yeah. All right. Give me give me Tennessee. Were you going to pick Tennessee? I was or... going to pick Tennessee anyway. Okay, okay. That's what um I but that's that's not what I think because Tennessee uh, didn't they drop? Oh no, they beat the Browns last year. That was so long ago. But did they like shock the Browns? I I feel like a team's gonna get shocked, and I'm, I'm thinking it's gonna be right. Tennessee. Well, I just want the Broncos to lose. So even though I picked the Chargers to win, but uh, whatever. It's All right, so let's talk about the these divisions. And who we think are going to be the playoff teams and who we think are going to be our Super Bowl contenders. Do you want to start with the NFC or do you want to start with the AFC? I feel like the AFC is going to be the easier divi- the easier conference to talk about. Uh, do you want to go division by division or just say flat out who makes Let's go the division by division. Um, let's, yeah, the AFC is going to be fun. Right. So I think the AFC is the weaker division. I mean the weaker conference. I'm sorry. Uh from, from top, top to bottom, bottom yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's start with the AFC East. AFC East. Um, okay. What uh, What are we thinking? Who's going to come out of the AFC East? 
So I'm thinking uh, I'm going to go from worst to right. best. Um, I have Miami finishing yeah. last. I have the Jets, then the Bills. Then the so the only where that I the only place that I went different with you is I put the Bills at number one, and then I put the Patriots at two. Mm-hmm. I couldn't put the Patriots at number one because I just don't know what we're going to get from the Patriots. And we talked about it earlier. They lost a ton of defensive starters. They still don't have like a name on offense. And you know the Bills last season. I don't know if they played above their potential or they played right at their potential. I, I don't know. They were 10-6 and six last season. They added Stephon Diggs. So they got like a number one wide receiver to help Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. They're still a great defense. Um, I, I've, yeah, great to – Well, I yeah. mean, they're still a tough defense. Um, so I, I'm going to put the Bills coming out of the AFC East as your – as your AFC division winners, what I'm what I'm thinking with New England. Yeah, they lost everyone on defense. Yeah, they don't have anyone on offense. No wide receivers. But Cam's been through this before. Has he ever had a great receiver? He had Steve Smith for a little bit. He had um, what was his name? Travis Benjamin. Before he lost his mind, uh, but really, Cam. He had Devin Funches as his number one wide receiver for most of his career in Carolina. And he had a, just a platoon of quality running backs like Jonathan Stewart, right? The New England has guys like Sonny Michelle who might take rebound from an off year. They got James White. They got Rex Burkhead. That team is going to run that ball down your throat and let that defense do what they do because – I don't think everyone realized the guy with the hood and the headset on, he's still calling plays for that defense. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to work a miracle this year. Yeah, it'll be I, – I, like I said, I think the Patriots are the most interesting or one of the most interesting teams in the league this year. So we're going AFC West. I feel like it's pretty mm-hmm. simple, the AFC West. I feel like it's the Chiefs. The Raiders. <laughs> oh, 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 my bad. No, that's my bad. Oh. God, I wish. <laughs> Um, but, uh, I, I feel like it's the chiefs and I feel like it's, it's very, very straightforward. Um, the other three teams are just going to be duking it out for maybe a wild card spot. Hopefully mm-hmm. any disagreement there. Yeah. I have, I have Broncos, then Raiders, Chargers. Then chiefs. I would just put the Raiders underneath the chiefs because, you know, home. I think those three teams are going to be so close. I think they're going to be very close too. Um, they all got. Like within a game from yeah. each other. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's going to be like three and thirteen, then seven and nine, and then you know, it's. I think they're going to be all right around anywhere between six to nine wins, somewhere around there. Um, yeah. And if I would love to say the Raiders get ten wins, but man, they have a tough schedule. Um, I don't see it ten yeah, wins. It'd be. It'd be. Oh. They'd have it. I mean, who knows? Who knows? But. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we could have said that about the Titans last year, and look where they ended up. So who knows? Um, didn't they win? They went yeah. <laughs> so they didn't have. To I know, but what I'm, but what I, I'm not saying record wise. I'm saying look where they ended up in the playoffs. So, um, all right. So AFC North, Big Ben's back. Mm-hmm. What you got? Makes a huge difference. Bengals finished last again. Browns. I I have it in the same order that it was a year ago. So I have Bengals, Browns, Steelers. 
Yeah, I had the same thing too. I don't see the Ravens giving up the. I know that maybe, maybe there's the idea of, oh, every, the league is going to figure out Lamar Jackson. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's a lot to figure out from him, um, and I he's just such a unique player that I don't know if you can necessarily figure out a guy like that. I feel like he's always going to find ways to, to just make plays. Well, he's so athletic that even if you put a guy in the right position, he might make that guy exactly. And your whole defense is. And we saw that a bunch last year. Oh yeah, like in the Niner game, we had corners blitzing, and he would just make a dude miss out of his shoes, and he would get twenty yards down for a first down. And it was like, well, I mean, I called the right play. And the other thing too is the Ravens are paying coaches during the off season, right? Like, these guys have jobs where they're supposed to put Lamar Jackson in the best position. You don't think they looked at the playoff games and were like, oh, so that's how they defended Lamar. Well, let's just let's switch up some plays. And he got better from his rookie year to his sophomore year, obviously, with winning the MVP. The sky's the limit for this game. I really think so. And when they have Mark Ingram <clears throat> as well in the in the backfield with him, you just have – you got two different ways the ball can go at any time. And then you also – at they, least on the ground. They, they, uh, they drafted Dobbins mm-hmm. as well. The um, Where was he from? Was he from Ohio State, right? I, I think so, yeah. I think he was from Ohio State. And then they have Andrews as mm-hmm. a tight end who's a great option seemingly every play. They have Hollywood Brown on the outside. They have uh, Willie Sneed. I mean, the team's – and it, it's just got the piece where it has Lamar Jackson who can break down any defense. And they have Harbaugh. And give you a – Who's Harbaugh. been a phenomenal coach in the league for such a long time. A great leader. So, And the Steelers are obviously going to be better. Big Ben's back. So they actually have a, a quarterback who can throw instead of hitting people with helmets. So, um, you know, yeah. I, think, I think the Steelers are going to be – they have a, a really good defense as well. Um, their offense. It'll be interesting to see what Juju does because he he didn't have a like really have a quarterback last year, and I th- he caught some slack for not being like a number one wide receiver. But he really didn't have anybody throwing to him. Nobody consistent, at least. So Dude, Mason Rudolph was tossing the ball down to his running backs for most of the receptions. Yeah. So season. I don't think – I think the criticism that was thrown Juju's way isn't necessarily fair. So let's. I'd be curious to see what he does this year. I hope I hope that him and Ben return back to form to what we saw two yeah, years ago. Yeah, it'd be ago. cool. And for your sake because he's on your fantasy team. That's kind of what I was thinking when I drafted him. Kind of yeah, right. Uh, so AFC South, Texans, Colts, Jaguars, Titans. This is a tight division. For, for three teams. Um, I don't think there's really – any uh, clear number one in the dis- this division? You can you can argue for any of the three to win this. I have Jags clearly in the mm-hmm. cellar. I have the Texans next, Ooh. Titans, and Colts. Ooh. So I just switched. I actually have the Titans as third place. Unfortunately, I actually have the Titans winning. I I wrote it wrong oh. over here, but I wrote it right on the other oh, side. So what is your, what is the ranking? I have Titans winning the division and then the Colts. Okay. So I I had the Colts, Texans, Titans, Jaguars. And it's weird because, like, on one hand, in one breath, 
you know, I said earlier that I don't necessarily know what we're going to get from Cam Newton, and I don't necessarily know what we're going to get from the Bucks. I don't know why I feel better about the Colts and Phillip Rivers. Um, maybe it's just because he's not going to get. Maybe because it's just the offensive line is so good. It's, his jersey is going to be so clean. At the end I, of the game. <laughs> yeah, I know, and it. I feel like that's really the reason why I'm leaning that way because I watched Philip Rivers, unfortunately. Well, not unfortunately, but because he's a phenomenal quarterback. But I've watched Philip Rivers when he's at his best, and man, man, he's so good. He's such a good quarterback. I know he's never won a Super Bowl, but my God, he's really, really good. And now he has an offensive line in front of him that is just monstrous with arguably the best offensive lineman in the league. Um, mm-hmm. So it's like, I just, I feel better about the Colts just because of that offensive line. Their defense is good. Yeah. Um, and I know, I feel like I know more about Phillip Rivers than I do Cam Newton. And maybe that's just because I've watched Phillip Rivers for so freaking long. But, you know, I, I feel better about, where the Colts could potentially be as compared to the Patriots. Um, so I have the Colts winning. Sean Watson's a very good quarterback, and I feel like I feel like just at the end of the day, the Texans are just a better team than the Titans. Um, Not if Bill O'Brien has anything to say about the it. Only, the only hesitation I had at the beginning of that was, obviously, Hopkins isn't there anymore, which is a huge thing. But they did get Brandon Brandon Cooks, which is really underrated. If they get the really good New Orleans Saints, New England Brandon Cooks, this is a thousand yard receiver. That's a good pickup, and they still have Will Fuller, who can't stay healthy, but is a put up monster. Yeah, games. he does. And they got uh, Randall Cobb, who somehow is just lighting people still up consistently. So. I had the Texans at two and then the Titans at three. So, uh, all right. So your playoffs, at least looking at the uh, AFC, give me your playoff teams. Obviously, we went through the division winners, but who are your three wild cards? Expanded playoffs, by the way. There are seven teams from each conference. The way that the playoffs are going to work is the number one seed is going to have a bye, and then it's going to be on wild card weekend. There's going to be three games on Saturday and three games on Sunday. Awesome. I got Chiefs number one seed. Followed by the Ravens, then the Titans, then the Patriots as your division winners mm-hmm. in a row. And then I have making the playoffs. I'm going Steelers as the number one wild card, followed by the Colts and then the Bills. And the Bills. Okay, so I think our playoffs are. I think they're the same. I think. Did you have the Texans? Did, oh, did you have the Texans in? Nope. I think they're missing, and Bill O'Brien's going to get fired. Oh, okay, so let's see. So I had just calling that. Right? So I had the Chiefs. I didn't like rank them. So I had my division winners as the Bills, the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Colts. And then I had my playoffs as and it was, God, it was. I really sat here and looked at it for a long time, but I put the Steelers in, mm-hmm. and I think they get to eleven or twelve wins. I wouldn't be surprised, and. I looked at the AFC East and I looked at the AFC South as the places to put um, playoff teams in as much as I wanted to put the Raiders in. 
I just think God, I, God, I wanted you so bad. Um, but I threw the Texans in there, and then I threw the Patriots in there. Um, just as like, just as yeah. like a yeah, Charity. yeah. Um, it felt it almost felt Pitties. wrong leaving them out. Um, yeah, I think they're gonna surprise people. Yeah. So that's who I had. So moving on to the the better conference, I think. Yeah. All right, so NFC East. Um, NFC East, really quickly, I got the Washington football team. I got uh, the New York Giants, then followed by the Eagles, and then the Cowboys. It's your division winner, I think is what I wrote. Right. Nope, nope, I'm totally wrong. I have the Eagles winning the division. I don't know why I changed my mind between ranking the – Whatever. You keep you keep switching. Uh, I had the Eagles winning. So apparently. I had the Eagles winning initially, but I switched it. So I had the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Giants, and Washington. I don't know why. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's just because I'm buying into all the hype around the Cowboys. I don't know. I think Carson Wentz is much better quarterback than Dak Prescott. Um, and maybe much is a stretch, but I think he's a better quarterback than Dak Prescott. And you know, with the Cowboys, the past the past two three years has been oh yeah, watch the Cowboys just make a deep playoff run and then nothing. Um, I almost feel like they're similar to the Saints in that fashion. The Saints are the better team and they're expected to go farther, but they haven't gotten there as of recent, and so have the Cowboys in that sense. They have been expected to make playoff runs and then they've just they haven't done anything. Um, and I know it's hard. I can't say that the Saints haven't done anything because they've been division winners and whatnot. But still, um, they're similar in that in that fashion in my head. But I still think the Cowboys are going to pull it out. I really hope Carson Wentz stays healthy for an entire season yeah. for his and his weapons. Exactly, exactly. Um, so the NFC West, I think we're in agreement is the best division in football. Yeah, it's going to have your San Francisco 49ers winning it, followed by the Seahawks, followed by the Rams, and then the Cardinals pulling up. The I went back and 49ers. Um, I don't think I really have a set answer in my head, but just to make you happy, I'll say the 49ers are going to win the division. No, just to make yourself right. right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I feel like uh, the 49ers are going to win, but that's just – that's like 51 that's, nah, that's like 51 49 in my head. So we'll go 49ers, Seahawks, Rams, Cardinals. I'm kind of on board with the with the idea that maybe they all finish above 500, but I don't know. I feel like the Cardinals maybe a year or two removed from that. Um, all right, so NFC North as we're rapid firing through this. Um, I have Green Bay winning it followed by Minnesota, Chicago, Detroit. So I have the Packers winning, then the Vikings, then the Lions, then the Bears. I, it's okay. tough because I don't even know who's starting. Does anybody? Bears. I don't even Week know if one. they know who's starting for them right now. I think Nick Foles is supposed to, but then they they have like all this invested in Trubisky. Well, so. actually, as of six hours ago, Mitch Trubisky is named starting court, quarterback. Oh man, and this is right on all right. the Bears. They're gonna they're gonna be in the basement. <laughs> Are you gonna switch it now? <laughs> no, I won't switch it. I think I think they'll be Oh hard. man. All right, NFC South. It's gonna be Saints. I agree. 
than the Bucks, than Falcons, than Panthers. I agree. I agree. No, no, um, no arguments there. Do you think the Saints are going to make the Super Bowl? What are we talking about for Super Bowl predictions now? Well, who you got? Who you got as the wild card teams? Oh crap! I forgot about that. Yeah, well, good thing we're we're here to take care of each other. Um, All right, so the division winners: I had the Cowboys, the Forty Niners, the Packers, and the Saints. So for the wild cards, I had the Eagles. Mm -hmm. The and this isn't in any particular order. The Eagles, yeah, Seattle, and the Mm -hmm. Bucks. I wanted to throw the Vikings, Mm -hmm. but the Vikings again they lost a ton of defensive players, and I. I have Seattle, Tampa Bay, and I think the Rams. The Rams are going to surprise people and bounce back in the. They're only a year removed from the Super Bowl. So the Rams are. So the Cowboys are out in yours. The Cowboys are not going to make the playoffs. They're going to get rid of Dak Prescott. <laughs> They're going to just unload. Jerry Jones is going to sell the team. They're going to retire to Fiji. Just like Sinbad. He's going he's gonna to buy Fiji. <laughs> yeah, at this point. <laughs> With the $5 billion that he makes from selling the Dallas At this Cowboys. point. All right. Super Bowl. Let's hear it. Um, I mean, obviously the Niners have to represent. I don't think that's obviously. No, it's obvious. I don't um, know about that. I'm going to go boring. Do I? I'm going to go boring and say Chiefs-Niners. Again. So, repeat Super Bowl from last year. But just different outcome. So, I said Chiefs. And it's... Yeah. And you went with Saints or I, something. I did like go that. with the Saints. <laughs> <laughs> I did go with the Saints. And maybe it was more my heart, but man, I God. Oh, you picked the Chargers last year. I did. Oh, that's right. Because I was thinking, like, didn't you just pick the same thing as last year, but you didn't. No, I bought into the Chargers hype. I bought in, and it it bit me in the butt. (laughs) Big time. And that's that's why the Colts are not winning their division. We'll see. (laughs) So you had the Rams making the playoffs, so I got the five hardest and the five easiest schedules for you right here. Five hardest schedules in the league. Number one, Denver. Number two, the Jets. Number three, the Raiders, because they're always... Wait, wait, wait. They gave the Jets the second hardest schedule. Yeah, according NFL. to ESPN's FBI. Wow, that's just a big middle finger to the Jets organization. They don't deserve right. that. <laughs> so I got you. So Denver, number one for the hardest schedule. The Jets, yeah. number yeah. two. The Raiders, number three, because they're always in the top five for some reason. Of course. Well, they, they're they in a hard division. Yeah. And they're playing the Chiefs twice a year. And that's conceivably. Yeah. Um, the Giants, number four. Oh, my God. They're just punishing <laughs> awful teams. And then number five is the Rams. Now really? Rams are the number five hardest schedule. No, I, they're, they're squeaking so, out. So, to give I'm credence my to pick. my pick earlier, the number one easiest schedule in the league, your yeah. Indianapolis Colts. Oh, Bryson, eat your heart <laughs> out, man. And then number two, the Titans. Number three would be the Bears. Number four would be the Browns. And number five would be the Lions. Where are the Washingtons in that? Or the Cincinnati's? Why aren't they get the I don't game? know. <laughs> the NFL's made, so also, No wonder 
No wonder small market teams can't win. <laughs> so also, according to ESPN's FPI, here are your five, the, the top five teams in the NFL in terms of their chances to win the Super Bowl. Okay. Percentage-wise, number one would be the Chiefs at 21%. It's hard to Who do you keep... think number two is? It's probably... Is it probably like Tampa Bay or... Tampa Bay is not in the top dumb. five. Oh, that's egregious. Mm-hmm. It's, um... Well, I know you've told me five times that Dallas is like number five. They are number five. I think it's Baltimore. Is it, don't they have Baltimore, Baltimore San Francisco? Baltimore is number two with 17%. So... Now, the last two teams in this list are the Saints and the Niners. So, what do you think the ranking fell to? God, it's probably, they probably put the Saints. They put the, the Saints at 13% and the 49ers at 12%. And then the Cowboys at 5 So, Chiefs, Ravens, Saints, 49ers, Cowboys. Cowboys. The Cowboys. Cowboys aren't even making the playoffs. I don't even know. Let's see. They might win their division. I don't know. I'm not super. So let's sure. go to uh, – I got you football power indexes. Since we just did all of our stuff, let's go to the experts and let's see sort of like what the wins are for everybody and sort of their chances to reach the playoffs. Wait, real quick, real quick. Do you have an MVP off the top of your head? MVP off the top of my head. Off the top of my head, no, I don't. So I'm – Russell thinking, Wilson. I just wrote this. Oh, that's okay. Well, it has to be a quarterback. That's rule number one. I think big A-Rod Aaron Rodgers is going to come back and show people how good he really is. I love it. I think he's winning an MVP. I love it. He's got the story. He's got this whole bounce back feel, even though his team went thir- had 13-3. and three. But he somehow needs – he underachieved last season. So if he just puts up, I don't know, 37 touchdowns, you know, six interceptions, that's easy for him. Mm-hmm. He's going to win that MVP. I love it. I love it. Here you go with your football power index. Football power index for the 2020 season, right? I'll just give you the top 10. All right? Okay. So starting at number 10 is the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills okay. at number 10. Number 9, the New England Patriots. Ahead of the Buffalo it, Bills. FBI. Number 8, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Not in the top five. Not in the top five. And behind the Philadelphia Eagles is the Seattle Seahawks at number seven. Number six, Philly. Number five, Dallas. Four, New Orleans. Three. Wait, wait. What was this list? The best roster? No, this is football power index full. This is like projected wins. Dallas at number – weren't they high last year? Dallas is always high. (laughs) (laughs) You would think the FBI would work their index. Yeah, you'd think. So Dallas is number five. New Orleans yeah. is number four. San Francisco is number three. Baltimore, number two. And Kansas City, number one. For sure. Number one. We'll be talking about and then my Raiders are all the way down to 23. So I'm just glad we're not uh, 32, you know? Are they taking for Trevor? I, uh, please, no. <laughs> Might, bro. He might put Mariota. Mariota just series. got put on the injured reserve list. So, uh, who's don't they have another quarterback? Not named Derek Carr. Uh, don't they have a third? Nathan Peterman. <laughs> yes, they put him in to get 
So the so the big question is really for the NFL is is are the Chiefs going to repeat? And I've got for you the um, as I accidentally uh, close out the uh, tab. We're running a tight shift. We are running a tight shift here. You know, um, dun, 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 dun. who was the last team to repeat in the Super Bowl back to back years? Um, New England it was New England. In 2000, didn't they go back-to-back? I don't know. It was 2001 and two, and then didn't they win like three or something like that? Yeah. How many? Where'd it go? Wow. I had the tab open. I was ready to just drop a bomb of stats on you. And I just closed it. Just oh, here we go. I got it. Gosh, oh, I'm so, so bad. All right, here we go. So here are the list of your back-to-back Super Bowl champions. So you have the Green Bay Packers. What, at the turn of the 19th century? Yeah, so 66 to 67 was the Packers. 72 to 73 was the Dolphins. 74 to 75 and 78 to 79 were the Pittsburgh Steelers. Your San Francisco 49ers did it in 88-89. Dallas yeah. Cowboys did it in 92-93. Denver did it in 97-98. And the New England Patriots did it in 03 and 04. So, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Only eight times has it been done in NFL history for back-to-back Super it's Bowl winners. We'll see. We'll see. Do you think it will? I think since the Patriots, this is the best chance that there's been. Well. You could have said that about Seattle or um, any of the other Patriot you wins could've. that we've seen. You could have. So you think now. But I'm now, saying that now. City. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's really hard to repeat as Super Bowl champions. I, I don't know. And I'm I'm pulling for Drew to get one more before he retires. So I don't know. It's all about Drew Brees. I think you like Drew Brees more than you like the Raiders. Mm, no. No. <laughs> It doesn't matter because we won't get our answers until the season at least starts, right? On Thursday. And the season starts on Thursday, ladies and gentlemen. So by the time we get back and are filming our next episode next Monday on September 14th, we will be talking about actual NFL games, and it will be glorious. So with that being said, thank you all so much for listening to episode 58 of Nothing to Say to Fans podcast. We really appreciate all the support. We can't thank you guys enough. If you guys have enjoyed this podcast, obviously, and I don't feel like we say this enough, but if you could, just like leave us a review if you like us. Five. We don't even get anything from the reviews, guys. We're not even begging because we earn nope. so much money at the reviews. It just makes us feel It better. really does. It, it, I mean, it's just nice to, to, to see a new review pop up or, or another five-star. We're actually... Five a perfect five stars on Apple Podcast right now. Now we do how many podcasts can say yeah, that? how many podcasts can say that? We don't have a ton of reviews on there. I think it's seventeen now. But you know what? Seventeen of you going out of your way to review us and give us five stars, it, it just makes our day. So if you could like, rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff, that'd be I don't even think those some of those things are possible. I don't think they are either, but I'm just gonna throw them out there into the ether for them to uh exist. So Thank you guys all so much for listening, and we will see you all next Monday. Thanks, everyone.